The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn's Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development. Each week on Get Hired, we talk about leveling up. Sometimes we talk about finding work. Other times we talk about excelling where you are right now. And through it all, we focus on how to stay true to yourself in the process. We hear all the time about people who have made significant, life-changing transformations during the pandemic. Often that transformation is glossed over as just one part of the story. We see a before and an after, but not the middle. But today, we're going to get into that middle part. What are the steps to making a big change in the way you live your life? Sounds uncomfortable, right? Luckily, help is here in the form of my very good friend, Andrea Scarantino, a.k.a. Andy. Andy and I met in college and instantly fell in love with each other. So it's been incredible to see how much she's changed her own life over the past few years. And now she works to help other people do the same. Her website and podcast are both called Get the F Off. I'm told we can't say the full name on our podcast. It's family friendly. Sorry, Andy. Uh, You can probably fill in the blanks, though. Anyway, Andy helps other people quit bad habits and change their relationships with themselves. The secret sauce? Well, I'll let Andy take it from here. I made a pretty significant transformation in my life over the last few years. And what I learned from that transformation was that identity played a crucial role in almost all of it. So shifting the the part of you that believes you are something, it was integral in my transformation. Um, I always like to say who you believe you are is who shows up in the world. And in terms of when I was struggling with things like my body, I was not in alignment with my career. And so there was a lot of struggling. And a lot of that really did come down to who I believed I was and what attachments I had to different things that I did. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to have you on is because I obviously adore you. I've loved you since we met in college. But I think, you know, we have a lot of people who talk about transformation and who talk about making changes that can lead to substantial growth or something like that in their lives. But a lot of times they haven't necessarily experienced that themselves. Like they may have had some sort of transformational moment. But I think you genuinely have when it comes to to actually sort of sitting down and saying, okay, this is what I want out of life. Can you tell us what sparked in you the decision to really make a change? Well, I started... My journey after uh, an incident that I had back in 2018, so I started making changes in areas of my body and my mindset, and I stopped smoking after 18 years, and I started running marathons, and I really became serious about taking care of my health and well-being, but I was very stuck and misaligned in the professional area. And that was the thing that I was like, I just can't shift this. I just can't shift this thing. And I did reach out to you because I knew the work that you were doing. And and I said, there isn't a job out there that I think is suited because I knew what I wanted to do and I knew what I was passionate about. 
But what was really happening was that I was telling a story about who I was based on what was. I have a good amount of education. I have a master's degree in sociology and bachelor's degree in communications. I had been doing a rote sort of repetitive thing for so long that my brain had stopped learning and exploring. Like it just didn't take the time to become curious. And when the the pandemic happened, I became very focused on learning. And I just started spending time aligning myself with things that I was interested in. So it was just about taking that time to sort of slow down. And the second piece was examining the beliefs that I had about myself. Because if you have a belief that you are inadequate or you're not worthy or you don't belong in certain rooms, you're not even going to go into those rooms. The beliefs that you have really dictate the direction of your life. So it's about how you are perceiving that and what story are you telling about who you are and where you belong. I think that is such an interesting concept to sort of think, you know, you just have to slow down. And for you, what was that moment where you had to sort of slow down to figure out, okay, what am I doing? What do I want to do? Did you have a slow down moment? I did. What ended up happening was uh, a good friend of mine, Andy Petronic, he's one of my mentors. He started a meditation group on Facebook and we were all just sitting at home anyway. So every day we all sat and meditated and we were there for about a half hour every day. But there was about 10, like 10 solid minutes of meditation every day. And and it was interesting because it taught me all about this different level of pausing that I had not previously experienced. And I didn't understand the difference between, because I was raised here in the West, so it's produce, 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 just keep going. And I never understood this idea of putting space between your thoughts so that you could receive different pieces of information. All change is uncomfortable. So being able to sit with discomfort is another thing that was was interesting for me because when I was changing things like, like I don't drink anymore, I used to be a very heavy drinker, stopping that was uncomfortable. And starting my own business was the same discomfort. Like it was the same exact discomfort. Like it, it didn't it didn't feel any different to start my own business than it did to stop drinking, than it did to stop smoking, than it did to stop eating tasty cakes. Like it, it didn't, it didn't feel, it was, it's the same discomfort all around. Your body gives you a, a feeling of anxiety because it's used to predictability. And um, yeah, being able to sit with that discomfort and just, just be able to sit there. And I think that that was really the catalyst for a lot of the career shifting mm-hmm. that I did. How did you sort of take those first initial steps? Because Change, like you said, is uncomfortable. It's scary. And especially when you're dealing with something where it turns into your job, it, you know, it's there's a paycheck attached, there's your home attached to that. Mm-hmm. How do you how did you deal with that? Okay, so that, that that's a heavy one. There were a lot of steps. So the first thing that I did was I reached out to a friend of mine, Ash Amberjay, and I said, I'm I, I I'm interested in doing this this thing, and and do you have any advice? Because it's very important to me to to reach out to people that have done it. And I just became very curious. I, I got rid of the I know everything, and I adopted the growth mindset, which is which is just discomfort, learning, understanding, taking micro steps. Like there was a time when I just listened to an audible that Tony Robbins put out. And I listened to that. And I took like one day during the pandemic, I was, you know, 
unemployed. I took six hours and I listened to that. Like I did, I realized I want to, I want to do this, but I don't know necessarily people that are already doing this. So I need to have more of that in my life. And I asked people that were already in business for help with the practical pieces, because there's the, the, the intuitive piece, which is what you want to do. And then there's the actual thump thump. And as a distance runner, I embody this idea that you become a better runner by running. (laughs) So you thump thump, you thump thump every day. And if you thump thump every day, you will be a better runner. So I just made a promise to myself that I would take every single day and I would actively do one thing towards this It might have been just writing a paragraph of copy on my website. It was just one thing every day. And I just focused on what I wanted. And then as opportunities came, I would feel anxiety about taking those opportunities. Like I would feel anxiety about talking to new people because I was still telling the old story. So I was like, no, let's instead of catastrophizing what the worst thing that could happen with this would be, let's think about what the best thing that could happen with this would be. And the third piece, and maybe the most important piece, was examining my own story about who I believed I was. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, Andy digs more into how you can change your beliefs. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, We'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. and so. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. We're back with mindset and transformational coach and my friend, Andrea Scarantino, a.k.a. Andy. Now, there's been a ton of research around habit development, and the idea of language comes up often. Basically, changing the way you talk about something is so important. Think about running. If you go from I am going to run to I am a runner, that's a profound shift. And that's exactly the mindset that Andy adopted. If you don't identify with what you're doing, then you are not going to do it. So the shift had to be, I am no longer an unemployed bartender that is laid off because of a pandemic. The shift was... I am somebody that is actively going to work to serve people in 
in helping them make integral shifts. And you won't feel like it at first. There's that concept of imposter syndrome that's real. And as I talked about the discomfort with breaking habits and the discomfort that comes with those sorts of things, the same thing happens when you're trying to get away from an old identity. You feel that same discomfort, that same anxious feeling inside of you. So you have to manually override it. And you manually override again and again and again and again until your brain understands, oh, you you are this. This is safe. This isn't dangerous. You can do this. You do belong here. This is for you. Because we get we get into old story and then we we stop. And I think there's so many more possibilities and ideas if you let that go and you start thinking of what else is can I be and what do I actually want to be? And like you said, doing that thump thump every day and actually saying I am X, Y, or Z and then doing those things, I think that's how you sort of move on in a healthy way at least. Absolutely. I do want to say that present moment awareness is also so important. I, I talk a lot about this, just about how every day is the only day. Today is not contingent on yesterday. So if you just showed up in your body, in your life right now, you wouldn't have any of that old story. They wouldn't be there. You would just be a being in your body, in your life, and you would say, oh, I can go ahead and start to do these things. But like people think about the sunk costs of the past, especially with things like education. It's like it'll apply somewhere. Somewhere that that mathematics degree is going to come in. Like you're going you're gonna to figure it out. But if you stay in present moment, Like present moment, today is day one, and then every day you wake up and say, today is day one. That's a big one for me. We never really actually get to the future. It's just an illusion. So if you start today with just today, not hanging on to your past story and not hanging on to the inadequacy of where you are not yet, then you'll be motivated to make shifts in the present about what you want. And you won't be so overwhelmed with the idea of what you're not measuring up to yet because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And actually, and I, I should say that to people listening, both of our undergrad degrees are in communications. And even if our routes have taken different turns, look at us. We're still sitting in front of a microphone and all that fun stuff. So it worked out. Absolutely. Like when you think about us studying communications, I didn't think I would be in a studio at LinkedIn recording a podcast. But yet I use every bit of everything I learned when I was studying communications in undergraduate. It's not directly. Nobody else employs me, but I apply it to every single thing that I do. Oddly enough, neither of us were involved in the radio station, but that's... And here we are. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And I think one of my last questions for you is if someone wakes up tomorrow or after listening to this podcast and says, I want to make a concrete change. I want to do something different with my life. What is one thing that they could do today to take that first step in their journey? Well, the first thing that I would say is just get in touch with your why. Why do you want this change? And then that inherent motivation is always going to be there. Because if your why is larger than life, and if it's aligned with what you're meant to be doing or or what you feel is your purpose, then every other step is going to reveal itself. And honestly, just follow the highest level of excitement that you can get to today and what micro, micro action can you take? Because everything I've done has been in micro actions. And what you think is a micro action might actually be a major 
action. Like when I changed the way that I ate and started learning about nutrition, changing my diet was not a micro action. Cutting out creamer in my coffee was a micro action. And a micro action, people will sometimes scoff at how small of a change it is. But one small change in five years, like if you're making very micro shifts every single day, you will have a completely different life in five years. It will be completely different. Just keeping that why in your mind, because motivation will wane. So that larger than life why, and then micro actions every day. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Andy. Thank you, Andrew. It was such a pleasure to be here. That was mindset and transformational coach, Andrea Scarantino. Remember, it's up to you to put the advice you heard today into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. You can also join my weekly Get Hired live show every Friday on the LinkedIn news page. And if you liked this episode, leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. It helps people like you find the show. And of course, we'll continue this conversation next week, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. The show is produced by Michelle O'Brien. Joe DeGiorgi mixed our show. Florencia Iriando is head of original audio and video. Dave Pond is head of news production. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.